What's up, guys? Brett Apple here from DailyFanMMA.com, back with another UFC Quick Picks here on the Mayo Media Network. We have UFC Vegas 48 this weekend. The main event is now Johnny Walker versus Jamal Hill. Uh, was originally supposed to be Rafael Dos Anjos versus Rafael Fizayev in the main event. That unfortunately got canceled. Um, and to be completely honest, this is this is a really this is a pretty weak slate. We have 12 fights, and I'm definitely going to be firing bullets off on DraftKings. It's going to give you my favorite cash game play, tournament play, salary play, and my fade of the week as usual. Um, but it's tough. There's not a lot of high-level fights. There's not a lot of fighters I'm exceptionally confident in. So just know that going in. This is more of a hardcore slate, a slate you know, to just throw some lineups together, have fun, um, and there, there may be there may be some finishes, which is nice, but the quality of the fights are not going to be uh, exceptional, at least compared to last week, which was a pretty fun slate with Adesanya and Whitaker at the top. Uh, before I get in to the picks, make sure you subscribe to the channel, like the video as always. And without further ado, my cash game play of the week is going to be Jonathan Pierce at 9.3K. All right, for cash games this week, I think there's a there, there's a couple obvious options, um, but ultimately Jonathan Pierce is the standout for me at 9.3k. Yes, he's the most expensive fighter on the card. I'll talk about a couple other fighters in this top range that I like or dislike, but uh, Pierce is minus 360 to win against Christian Rodriguez, who is making his UFC debut here. Pierce was supposed to uh, face. Austin Lingo, but Lingo pulled out and Rodriguez is stepping in on short notice. Lingo won, um, excuse me, Rodriguez won on the Contender Series back in October, but did not get a contract. He's fought once since on the regional scene. Um, And I think he's all right. Rodriguez is 7-0 professionally. He trains out of Rufus Sport. If you watch that Dana White's Contender Series fight, Paul Felder was kind of raving about him. You know, he's so tough, got great cardio. And and I, I don't mind his skills. He seems like he's going to have more success on the feet than anything. But, you know, even on the Contender Series, he didn't land... He didn't land exceptional volume, 78 significant strikes over three rounds, had to defend a bunch of takedowns, gave up a couple of them. And that's where Pierce has been successful in his recent fights. He's looked great in his last couple um, of wins. He earned a second round TKO on the ground against Kai Kamaka and a second round rear naked choke against Omar Morales. And from a DraftKings perspective, what I like is that his style, it just is scoring exceptionally well. He's fighting at an incredible pace. He's averaging 6.79 significant strikes per minute. A lot of those do come on the ground, um, but also averaging 7.17 takedowns per 15 minutes. That's an inflated uh, inflated rate, but he's landed four, five, and six takedowns in his last three wins. And on DraftKings, his... his, um, his two most recent wins, he scored 123 and 134 fantasy points. So he's a fighter who scores very well when he does win. And even if we don't get 120, 130 points, I think he has a pretty high floor and a pretty high ceiling relative to other fighters on the slate just based on that style. And as a minus 360 favorite against a, a debuting fighter on short notice, Pierce is 
simply likely to win. He's one of the most likely fighters to win on this slate. He also has a very strong inside distance line of minus 125. I would love a finish, not necessarily expecting it. Like I do think he has potential, but I also think Rodriguez could be tough enough to defend some takedowns, you know, just avoid getting finished. But um, even by decision, I think Pierce is still going to earn clinch time, earn some takedowns, earn top time, land some ground and pound, and all those things, control time, all those things add up on DraftKings um, to a pretty big score. So in cash games, I like Pierce. I like his style. His style scores well from a fantasy perspective. He's one of the most likely fighters to win on this slate. Um, pretty likely to win inside distance as well. Solid matchup. So Jonathan Pierce is going to be my cash game play of the week. Moving on to tournaments, I'm going to give out Parker Porter at 8.9K. Not a name that I ever thought would come out of my mouth, but there it is. Uh, Porter is a minus 260 favorite against Alan Baudot this weekend. And... You know, Porter didn't. Porter had an okay regional career. He he's very experienced. He's thirty six years old, and then he came into the UFC and got knocked out in the first round by Chris Dawkins, who we've since learned is a pretty solid fighter. And then since that loss to Dawkins, uh, Porter's fought twice and won twice. He beat Josh Parisian by decision. He beat Chase Sherman by decision. And, and neither of those fighters are very skillful, but. Porter landed 126 significant strikes and two takedowns against Parisian, and he landed 149 significant strikes and a takedown against Chase Sherman. That's a really high pace for a heavyweight. He's averaging 8.48 significant strikes per minute. Not like an amazing wrestler and grappler, but I like that he's mixing in takedowns as well. And he's fighting an opponent in Bado, who's probably one of the worst fighters in this division. And that doesn't mean Bado is incapable of winning. I actually do think he could win. He has some fast hands. He has some boxing skill, but he's just not really UFC level. He's 8-2 professionally, 0-2 in the UFC. Um, so all eight wins came on the regional regional scene and yeah he, he's got a little bit of boxing um but somewhat weak on the ground he got tko'd pretty quickly on the ground in his ufc debut and then in his most recent fight against rodrigo nascimento Bodo is actually having a lot of success on the feet early in that first round landed 50 significant strikes in the first round almost won by knockout defended a few takedowns and then he just gassed out and got tko'd in the second round so not only does Bodo have you know, weaknesses on the ground. He's got cardio um, problems as well. He's got durability problems. And Porter's just really tough, and he's going to push a high pace. So, yeah, maybe Bado can knock him out quickly. Maybe Bado can have success in the, in the early minutes. But I'm pretty skeptical as to whether Bado can hold up over 15 minutes against a guy who's landing 120 significant strikes um and especially if porter's able to mix in a takedown or two i mean he could really beat Bado up and at 8.9k it's not cheap but it's not the most expensive fighter on the board either porter is let's see plus 130 to win inside the distance that's not a bad number obviously Bado, both his career losses have come inside the distance um 
And even if Porter ends up winning by decision, let's see, he put up 101 and 106 points in his last two decisions. So we like him because of the pace too. It's not just, um, you know, we got screwed last week by that Olberg versus uh, Charant fight. I loved Olberg's pace. And then Charant kind of just did his usual thing and, and decided not to throw any strikes. And that, that really sucked the entire pace um, out of the matchup and, and kind of crushed me from a DraftKings perspective. So that was frustrating. And yeah, I suppose like Baudot could, could, could fight at a slower pace here and that could limit Porter's exchanges, limit his ability to produce offense. But I just like that Porter's willing to throw a lot of strikes, willing to use his takedowns against an opponent who's been relatively weak in all aspects of the game. At 8.9K, Porter's not safe at all, but he has volume upside. He has some grappling upside. He has, I think, a good amount of finishing upside. And so for tournaments, that's all I need. 8.9K, I'm willing to take some shots on Parker Porter here in a high-variance division. I think he has a chance at a knockout. Going to be my tournament play of the week. Okay, moving on to my salary play of the week. I'm going to give out Abdul Razak Al-Hassan at 7.9K. Got screwed last week on the salary play as well with Blood Diamond. And that that wasn't... um, That was... That was just unfortunate. I mean, I I was not too surprised by the way it played out. I just really hoped that Diamond would have like a couple minutes to strike um, before Wells started to wrestle. But you got to give props to Wells for just immediately looking for takedowns and, and forcing his game and winning. So all these salary plays are always a risk. And Abdul Razak Al-Hassan is an extreme risk. I would not be surprised if this guy got brutally knocked out in 30 seconds and scored zero points. I mean, that that's the name of the game in, in tournaments. Um, someone's got to win, someone's got to lose. And in this particular matchup, I, I think there's a pretty decent chance someone gets knocked out. But I'm willing to target Al-Hassan pretty much every time he fights because when Al-Hassan wins, it comes by first-round knockout. He's 11-4 and four professionally. I think all 11 of his wins have come by first-round knockout in the UFC. First-round KO, first-round KO, first-round KO. First round KO and first round KO. And so when you look at his DraftKings fantasy log, his wins, he's put up 125, 131, 107, 121, and 150 points in his wins. He's not guaranteed to win at all, but he goes for the kill early in fights, and he's often successful. I mean, that's kind of all you need to know. And he's fighting an opponent in Joaquin Buckley who can beat him. I mean, Buckley's a minus 165 favorite and, you know, is probably the better wrestler here and, and, and has some boxing potential as well. He throws pretty hard, just like all Hassan does. Um, but, you know, Buckley's two losses in the UFC have come by knockout. He was knocked out by Kevin Holland in the third round, and he was knocked out in two minutes by Alessio DiCirico, who's not a knockout artist in any fashion. So am I confident that Al-Hassan wins this fight? Absolutely not. But I don't see why he couldn't. I mean, I don't see why he couldn't win by early knockout. He's going to throw his hands. Buckley's been hurt a bunch of times, been knocked down three times in the UFC. And I think Al-Hassan is a realistic chance to win by first-round KO. He's plus 235 to win inside the distance. That's a pretty good line for 7.9K. Saves you some salary. 
and allows you to create lineups with um, a lot of upside in your construction. So I am going to be take, taking chances on Al-Hassan here at 7.9K. And I do like Buckley as well because Al-Hassan, when, he, when fights go past the first round, he's lost every single time. He's been knocked out before. He's been out-wrestled before. I think Buckley has upside too, and Buckley has a better inside-distance line. But Al-Hassan, I think, is the superior knockout artist, the fighter more likely to win by KO quickly, and he will be my salary play of the week at 7.9K. All right, finally, my fade of the week. Um, I was hesitant to, to give this one out just because I don't think you have to fade any fighter. I mean, there's only 12 fights on the slate, and I can make a case for all these guys. I'm going to give out Mario Bautista, though, at 9.2K, mostly because he's expensive, 9.2K. I already talked about Jonathan Pierce. I prefer Pierce. I think Ann Haliger, priced right below Bautista, has knockout upside. I like Jamal Hill at 9K. We talked about Parker Porter at 8.9K. So Bautista is just not as interesting to me as other fighters in this range, and I'm much less likely to target him for that reason. I actually like Bautista. I've bet on him at least once. Um, I really liked his performance against Jinsu Sun back in 2019, where he landed 129 significant strikes over 15 minutes just to put up a really high pace. Coming off a knockout loss to Trevin Jones, I didn't like as much, but Bautista's a quality striker, and he's a big favorite in this fight. I mean, he's minus... 340 to beat Jay Perrin. Um, Bautista was supposed to take on Khalid Taha. Taha pulled out. So Perrin's another short-notice newcomer, debutant, 10-4 professionally, actually fought in the Contender Series in 2019 and lost. Uh, that was a split decision, sorry, unanimous decision against Dwight Joseph. Um, Perrin landed like four takedowns in that fight, but took some damage and, and ultimately it doesn't matter because I, I think I think Bautista is more skillful maybe everywhere. Bautista is going to have success at range here. Bautista is going to land strikes at a higher volume. Um, but Perrin's pretty tough. He's never been knocked out in 14 pro fights. He's only been submitted one time. That was um, by guillotine choke in 2017 in round three. So and Bautista doesn't really wrestle. I mean, Bautista's attempted three takedowns in, in four total fights, so I'm not really, I don't really expect him to be coming in here looking to, to grapple actively, and that is a concern of mine because that limits his DraftKings potential. I really think Bautista's going to want to keep this fight at range, land the more effective strikes, land at a higher volume. And so, yes, if he's able to knock Perrin out quickly, then he'll put up a big score. But Perrin has cardio. He's fought five rounds before. He's very tough, as mentioned, never been knocked out. And I just, I'm not as confident in Bautista smashing Perrin in this spot. Um, Bautista, let's see, minus 340 went to win. Inside distance line of plus 170, which is not horrendous. But, I mean, in comparison to Pierce, who's minus 125, and Ann Haliger's got a good line. Hill's, like, minus 155. So, Bautista's inside distance line is just not as strong as other fighters in this range. He's just not as likely to finish. Um, so, I'm not going to be investing much or any in Bautista with a limited number of lineups. And, therefore, he will be my fade of the week at 9.2K. All right, guys, that's going to do it for this week's UFC Quick Picks. Thank you for the support. As always, you can follow me on Twitter, Brett Appley, double T, double P. 
DailyFanMMA.com for all your DraftKings breakdowns, needs, rankings, projections. Got a full podcast coming up. Betting content, everything you could want for this UFC Vegas 48 slate. Make sure you subscribe to the channel, like the video, and best of luck in your contest this week, guys. Stay safe out there. Talk to you soon. Peace.